Hello listeners, welcome back to another session. Today I get a chance to sit down and talk to Kirk. He is a creator, but also understands the finance of things. And he tells us about his company, LYMG LLC. He'll break down a lot of great topics on how to budget yourself and basically what he's learned from his experience. We call Kirk an executive producer because that's what he does. He's the money man. He helps manage finance, but he's fully independent and he supports fully independent artists. So tune in and enjoy. Welcome to IPA Sessions. Welcome to IPA Sessions, a podcast for independent artists. I'm your host, Kay Jacob. And as always, IPA stands for Inspirations for Practical Application and Entertainment. I also used to work in the film industry. Uh, well, I still currently work in the film industry. We're just on strike right now, and that's a good thing. Uh, but it also stands for, you know, I. PA'd. I was a production assistant. I used to PA. Some folks have been asking about that. Uh, no, it's not beer. <laughs> uh, however, any local brewers out there, I'd be happy to have you come on and tell me all about the, the artisan of brewing. That'd be amazing. Um, but I have today an awesome guest, and we're going to talk about finances, technically. Uh, he is an executive producer who basically helps create and work with talent. He is a creative who understands it's also a business. He runs LYMG LLC to help artists get capital and fund their vision. Please welcome to the show for the first time, Kirk Rich. Say hi. Yes, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here, Jacob. No problem, man. I'm glad to have you. Um, and now you're actually a part of a, a group of guys that I've been lucky enough to have come across recently and have had on the show. Um, you you work and collaborate with uh, Terrell Brooks, uh, Mo Seuss, and uh, Dom Hollins. So just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do exactly. And I would love to know more about the LYMG, uh, your company that you have created. All right, so LYMG is basically the bridge between um, creatives and capital. Okay. So uh, it was funny. So I started trading because what happened was I went the school route, got the four-year degree, did those, did everything like I was supposed to. And basically my major didn't pay any money. So once I graduated, I was making $11.09 an hour. And I always remember this thing sticking out. I was working part-time, making eleven oh nine an hour, and my manager comes up to me. He's like, you know what? It's time to get you on a steak salary. Like, you you know, you need to start eating steak. I want you to be able to afford a steak. So I'm thinking I'm about to get this big pay raise, and I go from making $11 an hour to 17 an hour. So I thought that that was everything to me. That was everything to me. Then I started looking at how much other people were making, and I was like, oh, I clearly chose the wrong major. So, <laughs> so I literally had to start investing. So I was thinking like, you know what? My job isn't that, it isn't that stressful. So I have time and energy, mental energy to still learn another skill. So I wanted something that didn't really, how can I say it? That really didn't limit my income. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take up trading. Smart. Mm-hmm. So I took up trading and investing. Um, I did that for about five or six years. I actually ended up doing community work in Charlotte. And creating a financial literacy camp in Charlotte. And that's where I met Trail Brooks. And so me and him connected for our love of music, love of hip hop. And meanwhile, throughout this whole time, 
like that. I'm still working. I'm still writing. Like Mo and I are related. We're actually cousins. Okay. So we sang on the youth choir together and he's always been a showstopper. I was just kind of like the the tall cousin behind him. Like, Hey, I got your back. Don't give me the mic. (laughs) I'm the same baritone and everything, but he's always been a showstopper literally since we were children. You're like me in a metaphorical sense. Uh, we like to be behind the camera, so to speak. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, me and Mo have been working together since, like I said, we sang on the choir together at 12, 13 years old. Then we recorded our first record together around 21, 22. Um, and he was, at that time, he was definitely the most talented lyricist that I ever heard. And then I came across Trill. <laughs> the wordsmith. <laughs> A true, a true wordsmith, and I told Mo because Mo was just used to being like the best one in the room, and he was used to just blowing everybody out the water. Like on his worst day, he could get up and write a sixteen that was better than everyone else around him. So I said, you know what? I met this guy named Trail down here in Charlotte. This one Mo was still in Ohio, and I was like, I think you need to meet him. And so uh, we linked up. I booked the studio session. We picked out four or five beats. And they just like, you know, friendly sparred with each, with each other on track. And their verses were going hand in hand and they didn't even write together. So it was literally like magic from moment one. Like their verses coincided and everything. It was and fate. Two, it was yeah, destined it was to be. <laughs> right. Right. So I thought to myself, like, wow, I'm the only person in the world that knows these two people. <laughs> Like, this is crazy. And so, um, and then just me studying the culture. I'm a big, just big culture fan. So I'm, I'm listening to the hooks that's popular, beats that's popular. And I'm like, you know, if we can get their art, their vision on certain beats, certain hooks that have that certain type of gravitational pull on people, we're on to something. So as soon as we start putting music out, it just start, it just start catching. And at the same time, it start catching I just kept having kids. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and now as an executive producer, you do a lot. In fact, you actually have your own podcast, which is Shock the Culture. We've heard from Dom talk about it. Uh, your partners with Dom on that podcast, and obviously, uh, your your company and uh, you work with him and his agency. I'm, I'm guessing uh, with all these different artists uh, to help put people out. And you also uh, just recently, I don't know if it's out yet, but you did tell me you recently finished your first music video. How was that experience? for you that was actually that was fun so i like to test my creative capabilities um i'm the person that's going to go out buy the equipment i'm gonna get the best equipment make sure the squad has the best studio equipment all that stuff so do it uh, right yeah (laughs) i have been studying for a minute i just been studying like different um techniques so i didn't try to do anything too crazy um i wanted trails words because you you've heard him talk like you say he's a wordsmith he has a way with words I wanted his words to be the focal point and I wanted them to pre- be presented in a lens that you can't deny. Like it looks as good as every video that you watch, same cut scenes, so on and so forth. But I just wanted to give him that platform. Like, you know what? Here, let him have it. And then it's not going to be from an iPhone. They can't say it's bad quality. You know what I'm saying? Like let them have to really sit back and think like, is this rapping thing for me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I love that. Uh, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast too. I, I do have plans in the future, by the way. We don't get too deep into it. I'd love to have both you and Dom back on to talk more about the podcast in depth. But can you just kind of give us another brief overview of what the show is and yeah. how people can find it? Absolutely. Shock the Culture is our solution to uh, just instead of complaining about the, the topics, the music, the things that aren't highlighted, Instead of us saying, you know, hey, why are they always playing this? Or why do they only talk about this, that, and the third? We just wanted to create our own platform. To talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Talk about <laughs> things that we want to talk about. Highlight the artists that we want to highlight. Um, highlight the type of music that we want to highlight. So uh, with Shot the Culture, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. Like we're, this is our take. And we're going to, much like IPA, we're going to shock the culture. We're going to give you gems that you can implement. Like. And, and I feel like too many people talk about things from like this esoteric, oh, I would love to do that, but then they never get it done. So right. everybody's giving steps X, Y, Z, but not ABC. So we focus on the ABC and don't talk to us until you do ABC. Right. So- <laughs> All right. You know, it's, it's funny since we've been talking, since I've met Dom and, and found out about the podcast uh, and it's a YouTube, I would say a webcast in a, in a way too, because you do a live podcast. Unlike this audio version mm-hmm. that I get to put together and edit and make it sound really good. You guys go live and it's honest, it's genuine, and you have really good conversations with your guests. You have really good conversations between each other. There's great chemistry there. Um, it's something that I, as, as an artist who likes to give a platform for other artists to have a genuine place to just say their personal journey, what it means to them, what they've gone through. And it feels genuine, heartfelt, it's honest, and it helps others know what to anticipate and expect. I get a similar vibe from your show as well, where it's like, it feels genuine. It feels honest. And I I like listening to it because it's like, oh, I'm learning something. Yeah. A lot of it is based on opinion, but there's facts presented with that opinion around it. And I like that. I like that. It's very clear. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I want to, I want to kind of go, let's, let's dive into this, this executive lifestyle of yours, this executive producing being the the money man, so to speak, and, and helping these artists out there. You know, something I like to bring up on the show is I, I like to talk to the artists and find out, you know, the finances of everything. We don't get into exact numbers, but I like the artists to be able to express that. Yes, sometimes we have to go and buy that amp to record my music on. I have to buy a camera. There's money that I have to invest in myself and in my equipment and in my people to get things done. And sometimes that investment pays off, uh, maybe not always financially, but it does pay off in, a, in an experience kind of way. Right. You specialize in investing. Could you kind of take me through a run through of exactly what it is that you do financially, uh, how you try and help others? And obviously, uh, anyone out there listening to this that's looking to invest, looking to find ways to fund themselves, please listen to Kirk. I think he's got something useful for you. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So as far as with the team, um, I'll book studio sessions, uh, sometimes front the studio sessions in terms of money, buying beats, looking over the licenses, things like that. Social media marketing, like anything with the cost associated. And then also with being a creative as well. So it's literally meshing those two worlds. So um, in terms of LYMG, we have about 300 clients where, and it's crazy, out of the 300 clients, this has naturally happened. I'll probably say a cool 150 or above are either artists or some type of musician. So fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It really is a, a an investment for artists to yeah. really help them. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was the way that it was presented 
Um, I think we talked about it. I broke it down kind of like music style, very melodically talking about this big, nasty, icky, scientific charts numbers thing, but talk about it in like a very creative and art type of way. I feel like you yourself being a creative person, being of the creative mind, uh, like we've established, you've actually helped write with Mo. You've helped write music with Trail. Um, obviously, uh, you have experience in the creative world. You just made your own music video. So I feel like you being a creative person yourself, being an actual artist helps bring in that trust and yeah. helps people see that like, okay, this man knows what he's talking about. He understands what where I'm coming from mm -hmm. because you are coming from the same place and Absolutely. you're just trying to elevate them. So Absolutely. that's a really good thing to have. Thank you. And thank I'm you. sorry for interrupting you, but please continue. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, I just try to give it to him from both perspectives. It's like as an artist, a lot of times you can get caught up in your feelings, in your vision, how you think people should look at things. So and, true. Yeah. And then you miss the other part where people, are looking at this like an investment. Even a listener, it's an investment of their time. So like, let's say that you have an, an hour long film that you want me to watch. Why should I spend my hour watching your film? So I try to get Mo Trail, whoever's on the team, whatever artists I'm working with, with to think of the actual consumer's experience. Don't just think, oh man, I had a bad day. I gotta get this out. I'm gonna feel so much better. So on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, now, cool, you got that out, but is it something that, that adds value to other people? So we bring that in, and we, the goal is to keep it creative, but also keep that in mind. It's like, I say, I want to be like whatever industry I was in, or I say, I want to be like the Chick-fil-A of that industry, meaning the customer service is impeccable. The consumer experience is impeccable in terms of everybody's smiling, everybody's, oh, have a good day, so on and so forth. People are going to go back just because they have such a great experience if you get a Chick-fil-A. It doesn't mean it's the best chicken sandwich, but it's like now we have the opportunity to work with what I believe are two of the best artists. So now if we have that focus on, okay, we want the customer experience to be the best, the client experience to be the best, the listener experience to be the best, and we have the best art with the best artists, and we're conscious, and we're conscious of some people are going to look at this like a business. Some people are going to look at it like an investment. So we bring all of that together, and now you have LYMG. And yeah, so me and Don, we, we do a great job in terms of allowing the artist to stay in that creative space. So there are just specific business talks that he and I have, and then there are creative talks that myself and the artists have. There are marketing talks that Dom and artists will have. So also, you know, understanding that structure as well. Amazing. Could you kind of take me through, because I like to know the technical know-how, the, the, mm -hmm. the technical how-to aspects of all mm -hmm. my artists. And I know we're dealing with finances, investing, uh, and it's something I want to focus on today with you being the executive producer of a lot mm -hmm. of projects. Could you take me through a little bit of the technical aspects of your journey through, I, I guess, basically give me your history of how LYMG really came about, like what the stepping stones were and then the direction it went to where it became what it is, so to speak. Okay, so where it all started, I was at work, told you to make an 11 or 9 hour, really not getting paid, working 15 hours a week. Um, I got a full-time promotion. My promotion netted me a total of $32,400 in the- Part-time, man. Yeah. We've all the, been there. Yes. Oh my goodness. I've been so, there. If this was the thing that I was supposed to sell, that I was supposed to celebrate, 
So I'm looking at it like um, the, the turning moment for me was my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I just got a promotion, babe. I want to take you to a steakhouse. So it was this. I didn't even know what a steakhouse was or the prices associated with a steakhouse. So we go to Morton Steakhouse. The guy is giving this amazing, oh, the oju and the this and the that. And I'm just looking <laughs> at the menu, right? <laughs> Where's I'm, the steak? <laughs> right. And he's just going and this seared with this and that and the wagyu and da da da. And I'm looking at the menu. There's nothing on, on there under 50 bucks. So I told him, I stopped him. I said, man, I hate to be rude, but we're in the wrong place. I would give you a $20 bill just for that presentation. I was like, but we didn't touch anything. And it was from that moment on, I was like, okay, I'm not going out. I'm not partying 24-7. And I can't basically take my lady to a steak dinner. I can't, li- I can't live beyond uh, 10 piece from Hooters. And I have a college education audit. So I just doubled down on trading. So I had three landmarks I wanted to hit. The first one was I wanted to make at least half of what I made on my check per per two weeks. I wanted trading to make me at least half of what I made. Um, I would say within about a year, I was matching what I was getting paid daily from trading. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith. If this continues for six months, I'm going to quit my job. I did not... I did not have a That's huge, a huge investment in yourself. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading because I'm reading every day. And I'm talking about I'm in the weeds, Jacob. I'm reading books on everything, the science of advertising, trading, mindset. And I just had this faith that if I can get my time back, it's going to be worth more than $17, $18 an hour. So I ended up. And should also be able to just treat yourself and treat your yes. lady to a steak dinner. That should be yes. something we have to haggle and hassle for. Right, right. It shouldn't cost us a week's wage. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. So I was going for it, and Trail was working in the same building. He was working with the YWCA. And um, I told him I was trading. I showed him I was trading, and I was showing him the results, and I was telling him. It was like a year straight where I was like, look, bro, I'm going to leave the job off of this thing. And so literally February 25th of 2020. In the middle of a pandemic? Oh no, sorry. Right before, before. right before the pandemic. Wow. That's brave. And not, and not knowing that there was about to be a pandemic. (laughs) Yes. And here's how things line up. It's so crazy. Here's, I'm a true believer. Like if you have faith, you know, God's going to see it through. So I leave the job. I didn't know that my regional manager had his Series 7 license. So he used to be an investor in his former life. So when he asked what I was going to do, I said, you know what? I'm leaving my job, benefits and everything to go be on this investor journey. And he was like, yeah, Kirk, you didn't know I had my Series 7. So I wish you the best of luck. And if if six months down the road, things don't work out, you can come back. So now I was leaving anyway, but I now feel like, okay, I got that. I have that comfort. That cushion, a little bit right? of a fail safe. Yeah. Just, yeah. To be, just to be cautious. Not bad. Yeah. Two weeks later, bam, pandemic hits. <laughs> Whole world shut down. So now I literally have $3,000 to my name, which is, which was enough at the time I had a roommate. It was enough to take care of two months. And the market is in shambles, but I have been putting, this is the start of the advertising, I had just been putting my investment journey online. 
So I had somebody who was like, you know, I'm in trouble with my job. I don't know what's going on. How much do you want me to pay you to uh, tutor me and invest in? So I just threw a price out there. I was like, I don't know, 100 a week. And they were like, okay. And I just start filming and documenting her success. And I realized it was more mentality than anything. It was just more so getting people over the fear of doing something that you're not used to. You know, I I feel like that's a huge thing that gets Mm -hmm. in the way of everyone. And there's always that fear in the back of your head, that that fear of taking the chance on yourself, of taking the step forward, because you're like, I'm I'm comfortable with what I have now, even though what I have now is not that good. But at least I know what I have. Whereas there's that fear of I don't know what could come of this. Yes. Yes. And so that's what. That's why I learned, like, okay, there's value in the trading, but then there's also tremendous value in the mindset. So what's an easy way to reel people in and get them with the mindset? Music. So now if we put a little bit of the mindset in the music, um, so one of the first hooks, one of the first hooks I wrote for um, Squad, um, Trail and Mo, some like rappers, was the hook for Steady. And it says... This is in the middle of the pandemic. I don't chase no girls. Now I barely chase my drinks. Take a leap of faith with some Nikes on my feet. And so like just that right there, you know, just like I want to get people in the mindset of like, just get used to taking a leap of faith. We put it on a real cool beat. Everything sounded cool. People sing it. You know, people hear it, nod their head. But it's like in this lifetime, in order to get that thing that you want, you're going to have to take a leap of faith. It's not going, it may not come in the rhythm of, oh, I just got paid on Friday and now I have the opportunity to go pursue this thing on the weekend and every day is going to be sunny at 80 degrees. It may not happen like that. Like I had, I went from a, okay, decent job, fail safe. I have six months runway to going to (laughs) $3,000 left to my name. That went straight to bills. But during that next year and a half, I made more money than I had ever made before in my life because I woke up with no choice. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, we had no choice. We had to survive and figure it all out. Yes. I want to ask you too, and and congratulations on actually being able to do that and achieve that during the pandemic. That part happened during the pandemic. That's extremely it's just incredible. <laughs> That's so lucky. <laughs> like you said, you had yeah. faith and it delivered. Yes. So now you've started. Now you have your investment business up and running. Is mm-hmm. uh did you did you form the name and get the LLC for it? What was your next steps and and really making this a thing now cuz now you realize okay, this is something I can do and it's successful and it helps others. So how did you push forward and continue on with this to really build it into what it is now? Yeah, so when I got the LLC so the LLC was actually in a different name. So, um, cause I wanted, I wanted to was, I wanted to have something called the true wealth experience. That's LLC. So true wealth experience is not just about having a bunch of money. It's also having the time freedom as well. The time freedom to do what you want to do. Um, cause I know a lot of people, like I graduated from Elon university, shout out to Elon. I know a lot of people who make a lot of money, but they don't have their time. Or they spend so much time in corporate America doing things under so much pressure. When they get time to themselves, it's like they're in recovery mode. And I never wanted that. I never wanted that, Jacob. So 
to me, it was like, how can I understand people are working and how can I leverage the time that I get back? Because I'm not working 40 hours a week like everybody else. How can I add value and make this journey easier for them? So Trail was actually one of my first clients for LIMG as well. Okay. I told him, we went to a studio session one time and I told him, I said, man, you know, we're both getting paid dog crap from this job. So I'm not funding this studio session with the job money. I'm funding it with trading money and I can show you how to do it. I said, I, I say, cause he's, he's a little younger than me. And I said, look, I could either do it two ways, bro. I could keep funding this and we could come up with some type of old 1990s agreement in terms of, you know, the old record deal days. And I was like, or you're my brother, you're my friend. I can show you how I'm doing it. We can partner, we can double this thing up. And do something and, new. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. So salute be, be brave. Hell yeah. 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 So he he's actually to this day, he's probably top. He's he's definitely top two, top three highest earners in LYMG. That's amazing. I love that you brought the white collar wealth experience to the blue collar working class. Yes. And yes. you give people an opportunity to be like, you don't have to struggle. Especially, and what I mean by that is you don't have to struggle as an artist if there's something you want to go after, but you need funding. Obviously, we've talked about many times in the show, a lot of people have to invest in themselves. They have to get equipment. They have to get, you know, all these things together to make this stuff work. And it, it costs money as well as time. So mm -hmm. I like that you, you found a way to help alleviate those fears, help people get over those fears and take that chance on themselves. Because if you're an artist and this is something you know in your heart, you want to do this, you're going to do it. You're going to take that chance. Yes. And it's at least coming from you, it feels like it's a, I don't want to use the word safe, but it feels like there's a relation there. There's a, something yes. relatable where I feel comfortable. Yes. And I, and I like that. And, and we want to protect the artist from that delusion. I mean, let's be honest. There's, you, you know about the uh, series Unsung? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's so many snafus and mishaps in the record business that mm -hmm. there's a whole series and they never run out of episodes. So I always say this right here. As an artist, you can't get so caught up in your creativity, you forget that somebody's footing the bill. So you become a lot more cognizant when you're that person footing the bill. And so now we- You have more creative control as well. Yes. And you have more creative control. You you now start thinking about your time. You're not you're not fascinated by the days of looking at Snoop in the '90s smoking weed in the studio, recording one song a month with 15, 20 different people. You now because he's Snoop and he can. <laughs> yeah, you, you understand somebody was putting that bill, and you know what I'm saying. So instead of you trying to live live that out, you're like, okay, this engineer is charging me such and such per hour. Plus, he also charges something separate for mastering the record, then I have to go work it, market it to DJ, so on and so forth. So we just, hey, I'm going to put you in the driver's seat so that you can see how these, so you can see just the cost. And now you appreciate it more because I say, you can't have somebody paying hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. And then the moment it's successful, you're like, oh, I want 100% and I want my master's. Like, then what does the person who's investing get? So now if you understand, okay, you become your own bank. So we eliminate that from jump. <laughs> you become your own bank. You become your own investor. And we're going to show you how to make that money on the charts. So you create an actual different stream of revenue so that you can go and fill and uh, fund your dreams. You're not using your job paycheck to do so.
I love that's that. That's really big. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, it for those who are listening, if you're paying attention to what Kirk is saying right now, he is telling you there are ways that you can be a functional, in-control, creative artist that can finance successfully your own projects with returns so that yes. you can put yourself out there fully independent, being a real independent artist and not having the fear of failure. Granted, yes. there are hiccups. There's going to be bad times, but there is also hope. And I really like that, man. This is a really cool deal that you have. So okay. thank you. Thank you from all the artists out there. Like yes. I appreciate that. You, and you're sharing this information with us. So please look out for Kirk, reach out to him, find that uh, if you're interested in this, this is, and also before I even tell anyone, some people might think, Oh, well, is this a scam is, you know, is this a pyramid scheme? No. If you've been listening, Kirk, in your own words, what really sets this apart to help give people the comfort of knowing this is not a pyramid scheme. Okay. So we, we actually invest wherever the money is. That's what's called leap year money group. So we invest in currencies. We invest in stocks. We have our portfolio set up to pay us monthly dividends. Um, we have we have money that we make at different speeds. So we have our long-term recurring monthly money. And then we have our daily money that we make on the charts. And that's where we're trading like your U.S. dollar versus your Canadian dollar, things like that. So and, it's not just – I'm sorry to cut you off. It's but, not just stocks. You're actually able to invest some of your money and time into this, but also have the ability to pull, I'm guessing, when you want yeah. money from this investment to help yeah. fund while also still continuing to, to invest and not losing out. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in, in so much words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we have what's called we call our daily because the thing is like with investing, I like to get paid and I like to get paid fast. So if I make if I make money, yeah, right. if I make money, I want to be able to have access to it today. So we have our way where you know we're trading our and that's what Trail specializes at. There was a streak where he was making like a thousand dollars a day and it was like bam, 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 bam. And I remember telling him, I said, Trail, within our community, before you even drop a song, he was a celebrity within the LYMG community because he would just post massive profit screens day after day after day after day. That's fantastic. Yeah. So when they heard him, when they heard him rapping, they heard how good he really was. It was like, of course, we're going to support. He's already in the community. He's our brother. Um, but yeah, no, no recruiting, no pyramid, no schemes, none of that stuff. And, and I, I love your use of the word community. That's something that Trell in his episode with us when he sat down to a session, he, ma he made sure to express, get involved in a community, find the community yes. of like-minded people, you know, the same creative minds that want to do what you do. And the community is a strong term. And I really love that uh, because yeah. that, again, that helps provide that level of comfort that people, mm -hmm. especially artists want. And when they're in a, a community of other artists, there is a, a natural trust, an organic trust, and you yes. work with each other and you're helping each other. You're not taking it for yourself. You're really investing in them. They're investing in themselves and the other artists and really pushing forward. That's so I, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Oh, yeah. So like, if we're talking like a day in the life, so let's say, let's say you're part of LYMG community, right? You wake up, um, I'll usually, because I'm conscious of people's time. I'm, I'm conscious of you working. Like Trail, he's a father. Um, so we have about 300 members. So what I'll do is I've been studying the market all day and all night. I'll create like a two minute or less breakdown of what's going on and what we need to look out for. And then I actually send the trade signal directly to your cell phone. So you have the information, the education piece. You have it in a two minute wrap up and then I send it to your cell phone. So now it's copy and paste, but you're copy and pasting with the education in mind. And so now, 
Yeah, now you can go on about your day. So now you can go ahead and work, drop the kids off to school, so on and so forth. We check back a couple of hours later. Okay, we made money or we lost money. 80% of the time, we make money. Like today, we made we made some nice money, got the week off to a good start, and we were done before 11. I'm glad you brought up the uh, what you just said about 80% of the time. So again, with investment, there's always risk. Yes. And you know, there's a 20% risk there. That may sound high. Sometimes I'm sure it's only a 10% or a 1%. It could range, obviously. But I, I like that you're able to admit and tell others like it's time. You got to have the patience. You got to have the know-how and you're taking that risk. But at the same time, you're getting a higher path. So there might be a rough time, but don't worry. <laughs> yes. yes, because it's, you need that mental fortitude because even think as an artist, imagine being under the delusion that every single song you create is going to be the one. You know, that's a cra- that's crazy pressure to put on yourself. So like now you understand some, like if I were to compare it to um, artistry, some out al- some songs might be like deep album cuts that you might never see a video for. But if you go to a show, there's like 10% of the crowd who's like, I hope that he performs. I hope that she performs that deep album cut. And they know it word for word. Some might be the number one song in America, the number one song in the world. And that's how some trades are. Some days you'll make several thousands, four figures, five figures. We've had people make all of those things in LYMG, but I also tell them, hey, that's an umbrella for the days or the trades that we lose. Just like if you think of a record label, when Rihanna or Beyonce or Chris Brown or somebody drops that number one record, that's also covering the losses that that new artist, they didn't recoup on that deal. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally all investing. So to me, every artist, if you're truly serious, you need to learn how to invest so that you just understand how the landscape works in this thing that you're doing. It helps put you in a business mindset. Yes. Which is also as an artist, you do need that, especially if you want to continue on with this and make it a real career where you don't have to work that nine to five. Absolutely. Where you can fully dedicate your time to your art. And all while you, like you said earlier, having that true wealth experience of having the time outside of your family, man, like myself, being able to spend it with your family. Uh, yes. If you just want to be able to have it to spend with your friends, to just go out for a night with your friends, it allows you that opportunity. Absolutely. And it's sad that we have to use the words allow <laughs> in, in, in this economy, in the capitalist America. Yes. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is. My last little question in this for you is with LYMG. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of your investments go into musicians. It goes into beats and artists and all that. Have you ever or do you currently um, have an expansion out there with other forms of artistry? Like, do you finance with actors, with films, with authors, uh, writers, actual artists with, you know, paintbrush and pen? Like, yeah. is there any of that revenue or interest that you go into or is LYMG strictly focused on the music world? I'm a creative all around, Jacob. So. LYMG, definitely I want to get into the film aspect of things. I want to try my hand there, but I definitely want to make sure that we get our guys going to where they want to go, get them rolling. Because Trail Trail and Mo have been at it for a while. Um, They're starting to get some great momentum. But yeah, I definitely want to do like filming, documentary type things. I write down all my ideas. So I have scripts, everything just written down. I'm a creative person at heart. We're talking after the show then. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I too like to write scripts. I like to, and, yeah. and I love learning about ways that it's like, okay, well, how can I really make this work now? How can I really make this happen? And not just the financial aspect. I mean, the creative minds linking together and like yes. really finding that passionate drive. So mm. that's cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that your, your business is open to, to helping all artists. So I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to get into some fun questions now. So okay. we, we, you've taken us through everything that you do. You're, you are an executive producer connoisseur. You are self-made. You put yourself out there independently. You are an independent yes. financer. You are an independent artist in my definition, <laughs> yes, uh, which is why I have you on the show today. So I want to ask you, man, as an independent artist, what do you think is the biggest challenge you had to overcome? Maybe it's even something you're still working on, especially when it comes to you being an executive producer, whether it's through your LYMG or through the creative process with the music video you made or shock the culture, just as an artist in general, with everything that you do, what has been a huge challenge for you? Understanding that failing is a part of the process. Honest. <laughs> yes. So try, fail, analyze, adjust. There's no such thing as ding, you got the golden carrot. There's no, there was no try, fail, get up the second time, succeed. It's try, fail, analyze, adjust. So you have to have that emotional intelligence that after you fail, the next step is analyzing. So you got to get out your feelings and see what did I do wrong? Where did I overinvest? Where did I underinvest? What what could I have done better? And then adjust instead of just trying to bully the world to match your feelings. I feel like once you have that, you become unstoppable. And then you get around people like that who have the same pro- who have the uh, same same process as well. Now it's like, okay, Mo might catch something I didn't. Trail might see something Mo didn't. Don might see something neither one of us, none of us have seen. So now we're constantly trying, failing, analyzing, adjusting. So we make our mistakes fast. That's my thing. Fail and fail fast. When you fail, it's it's okay to have that emotional moment immediately of like, well, I messed up. Mm-hmm. But that, but look at it, like you said, analyze that, learn from that. You know, um, I went to a school, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of like a trade school where I got into practical effects makeup. And mm-hmm. I found out that when I was doing things, I made mistakes. And mm-hmm. a lot of those mistakes that I made ended up being, in the words of Bob Ross, a happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, and it actually ended up making my work that much better. So sometimes in your failure, in the mistakes you make, you might find in that moment as down as it can feel that mm-hmm. this is actually a really good opportunity to capitalize on, to work on, uh, yeah. use it, motivate you, learn from it. You become better. There you go. So I love that response, man. That's awesome. You know, moving along here as, um, as an artist, as an independent financer, an investor, uh, you know, what is something unexpected that you had to face? You know, maybe it's something that you learned right then and there in the moment. You know, you mentioned that with your investment, uh, starting it up, you took a chance on yourself. So in 2020, you really didn't know what you were doing, but now it's 2023. You've gone a long way in the last three years and you've gotten comfortable with everything. Is there something unexpected that comes to mind that you were like, oh, this caught you completely off guard and you just got to learn right then and there how to deal with it? Yes. Now I'll never forget. It was probably the 27th of the month and you know, rent is due on the first of the month. (laughs) Of course. Um, So I over leveraged like crazy on a trade. So over leverage basically means that how did Jay-Z and Dave Dash say it back in the days? You ass betting. <laughs> so <laughs> you put more money on a trade than you have because you're only thinking about the upside. Let that be a lesson for artists and creatives as well. So I was I was gambling with the rent money. I think we've all been there too. 
I'm gambling with the rent money, Jacob, and the trade is going well. I'm like, I'm going to triple up in about a few hours, and I fall asleep on the trade, and I wake up, and my account is at $3.08. So I had to come up with the rent right then, right then between then and the first, and I came up with it in about two days, and it just literally came back from all of the value that I was able to add to people, all of the goodwill. And that's why I'm so big with the team one. Add value, add value, add value so that you can continuously get easy yeses. So I was able to make not only what I lost, but double that within 48 hours, just going back to the people that I add value to and was able to come up with the service on the spot, provide them the service on the spot. And they were happy and I was happy and I didn't get evicted. (laughs) <laughs> that's whew, that is a scary time to fail <laughs> and to immediately take all that and be like okay i don't have time to complain about this i gotta figure this out and yes. you took that moment in i'm sure total fear and chaos to to make it happen so yes. that's awesome and that's a valuable thing to learn yeah. and completely unexpected yeah. it's like i didn't Man, have that's time scary. to complain i didn't have time to scream about it i didn't have time to soak nothing just solution mode solution mode. (laughs) Man. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to move along here with uh, another question of mine. I want to ask you, what's a hard reality that you've had to deal with and accept? You know, it's something discouraging that you either push through or maybe you resolved it. But you know, sometimes there's these facts of life. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. There's nothing that can be done. You can't change it. You just have to accept it. And it's how you deal with it. So what's a hard reality that you've dealt with as an independent artist? Think about it every day, man. Um, it's the 88-12 rule. The fact that 88% of people are going to set goals themselves and not reach it. So you have to think about how many independent artists are trying to reach out to that 88% and they're trying to, hey, support me, support me, do this, do that. And they're feeling like it's a reflection of them or their art when it's really a reflection of these people don't support or believe in themselves. So how can they muster up the energy to support you and get you to where you need to go to where you need to link and build with the 12%. That's my solution. I think about the 88% and I think about so many good hearted people who I come across and they're just, excuse my language, they're just not going to do shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to want to go talk my head off. Kirk, you know, Leah, Kirk, man. Oh, man, yeah. I've been wanting to get in the gym, too. Yeah, I've been meaning to start my business. I'm going to tap in with you and LYMG. And it just breaks my heart because they're not going to do a thing. But I still have to love them, you know? And I yeah. and I have to identify that 12% and say, okay, there's 12% we need to build together. That's where the community comes from. Right. You see, we need to build together because while it's 88% over there, and if this is something I hope that every independent artist can realize, yes, you want to blend in with the masses, right? But it's 88% of people who are only thinking about themselves and they're thinking from a poverty mindset. They're thinking of, I don't have enough for me or, or I only have enough for me and me, 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 me. So you're looking at them as though they're a crowd, but each one of those 88% is thinking about themselves. Yeah. Meanwhile, the 12% is moving united. You see what I'm saying? Because we all understand the importance of community. So you look at them over there like, oh, it's not a lot of numbers. And you look over here like it is a lot of numbers. But then when you get over there, you realize everybody has their own individual agenda. 
they're not having these conversations like you and I are having. In all honesty, it sounds to me like you want to take that 8812 concept and basically flip it on its head and make it 1288. I would love to. I'm, yeah. I, you know what? I, it's effective life. So you know what? There's always room in the 12%. That's what I've learned. So guess what? I'm in Gross. Like, Expand it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so guess what? Like people who listen to this conversation, hopefully they'll be part of the 12%. You said something to me that was very big, like, Hey, even outside of interview, if you have anything coming up, let me know. And and vice versa. That's how it works. It's networking. And and again, why can't – honestly, if the world was more structured in the way where the 88% were like the 12%, we'd all be much better off. And that's the ultimate goal. That really is the American dream. That's how it should be for so many people uh, across all barriers. Uh, And it's just – it's difficult. But that doesn't mean we can't make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So because the average person is going to think – from the 88%. Okay, I'm going on, I'm going on K Jacobs podcast. What do I get from it? You know what I'm saying? Versus the 12%. A platform. Yeah. Versus the 12% are going to think, how can I add value to his platform? And how can he add value? You're thinking, how can you add value to me? I'm thinking, how can I add value to you? It's funny, uh, I guess subconsciously or unsubconsciously, I'm not sure what the words here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not a good wordsmith. Um, I, I, I find it funny because my whole concept with my podcast was that when I started out making it, the first rule I made for myself is I said, this is not about you. This is about the artists. You give them a place, you give them a space to talk and put their work out there to 100% dedicate it to them. And I do my absolute best to make sure that even with the clips that I use for TikTok and YouTube, I make sure that I'm not the one in the in the conversation. When they're saying a really good point, I make sure that I'm not in those clips. I want it to be focused on them because that's what they're there to promote is their work is what they're trying to do. And what's great is like yourself, a lot of these artists all say the same thing. They're like, no, I love working with other creative minds. I like being able to share that with other people. Yes. So I, I think that's a really great mindset to have too. Appreciate it. Appreciate and I didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move along to some more positive aspects here. Uh, I want to ask you, man, what is the most valuable takeaway that you've learned from your experience? You know, something that helped you grow and improve as an artist. Always create, create. Creating is the highest way to add value in any community that you're in. So people just often use that energy to create excuses. Think about it. <laughs> think, true, yeah. think, think of like, we're, we're creating all the time, but if you think of, okay, let me create solutions and you're good. So that's my thing. Always create. When the bills are due, create. You know, when I remember Mo, <laughs> me and Mo need a, uh, <laughs> Me and Mo really need like a hidden camera and a hidden recorder because uh, he was going through something one time. And I told him, I said, hey, cuz you need to go cry and you need to create. And you telling me to create during this month, dog, man, you move, you don't care about me. And I'm like, no, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time I'm thinking to him, it sounds callous, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, man, go cry and write about it. Like, I'm, that's how he's taking it. But he ended up getting some of his best songs. And then we just, that conversation happened probably five years ago. And today he came back probably two weeks ago and finally told me, like, I actually took your advice and it helped transform my art. So just create. Because when that, you're back against the wall, we're going to truly see what you're made out of now. Right. And I love that you brought that up because I remember in our session with Mo, uh, he even said he finally just stopped 
and listened to the people offering him advice, whether he wanted to hear it or not, he actually listened and he started taking that advice and was like, oh yeah, you're right. This is helpful. This mm-hmm. can actually work. So it's, it is good to do that. Uh, I also love that you're probably my first guest to actually, of course you would, uh, make your valuable takeaway actual finance. <laughs> it really does pay off. <laughs> if you just stay creative, keep creating, yes. keep doing it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, earlier we had, uh, we had talked about the unexpected that, that can come up and how you have to learn in the moment. But I want to ask you, man, what did you want? or expect from your project from the LYMG? What did you want from it? Ooh, um, really? It's, that's a great question. So for me, um, just getting the message out there, getting the message out there to believe in yourself. If we can motivate people to actually believe in themselves, to take their leap of faith, if we can get, if we can create the soundtrack to the life that you want to live, I think we've, we've, we've been successful. So not the soundtrack to the life that you're around. I hear people say that too often. We've heard that for 40 years, especially in hip hop. Oh, it's just art imitating life. Oh, everybody's killing around me. So I'm making music about killing, but I'm not a killer though. Okay. So now let's talk about the other side because you know, we're from those neighborhoods. Now let's create the soundtrack that allows you to get out that environment, that motivates you to get out that environment. You see what I'm saying? Or that mental environment, because now nowadays a lot of stuff is mental. So let's create that music. It doesn't sound corny, cheesy. It's not kids, Bob. But it's like, it's real life. Right. <laughs> it's real life, and it's going to help motivate you to get where you need to go and do what you need to do. I, I liked what you said, too, about the kind of the, the old phrase that's been used so many times, art imitates life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as for me, as a, uh, a a straight white male from the South, yes. growing up there, you know, country music is big, and mm-hmm. they always say art imitates life. And I feel you on that where it's like, you know, I'm really tired of people thinking that I want to make love to my tractor. Cause I don't, yeah, that's a big green that's, there's, but there's so many good artists out there that sing yeah. songs that are just from the heart where it's like, yes, this is a proper representation of what a true Southern person is mm-hmm. not a white guy, but an actual Southerner and how we yes. really are. And so it, it, just like what you're saying, like that, that art imitating life, it doesn't have to, you yeah. can, you can yeah. be true about it. Yes. Especially if you stay true to who you are. If you're not a tractor, if you're not a farmer or a rancher, don't sing about it. If you're yes. a country musician, yes. if you're, a, you know, it's, it's the same thing with rap, with pop stars. Like if you're singing about something that you're not, it doesn't come off as genuine. And it's that same, you know, I've heard it over and over. I don't want this. I don't want to listen to this. I'm not going to waste my time on this. This doesn't speak to me. Absolutely. Like there's a line that Mo says in, uh, in Hear No Evil, where he says, I slave for just enough wages to feed my babies. WGLR ain't paid if I'm being lazy. That's water, gas, lights, rent. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. That's real life. Everyone really. I relate to that. Yeah. Everyone relates to that. So yeah, you can't, I like his song. <laughs> yeah, you can't be lazy. That just puts you in the mindset. I okay. No matter what's going on, okay, I have to emotionally process that and give space for that. Acknowledge the emotions, but now try, fail, analyze, adjust. So now I got to get back to analyzing and I can't be lazy. You see what I'm saying? Like, let that be the thing that motivates you instead of just sitting on your butt, listening to a sad song and going, well, I would never meant to be nothing because I'm a, <laughs> I'm from the hood or I'm from the, I'm from the country. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. You know, speaking of motivating, I want to ask you now, man, what's your drive? What motivates you? 
Well, Jacob, I'm originally from East Cleveland, Ohio. Might be the poorest city in the country. Seventh, Cleveland, which is the the nice part to us, is the seventh most dangerous city in the country. So I grew up in zombie land, seeing the adults, the ones who should be mentoring you, selling you shoes that they stole from somebody to get their next hit of whatever their vice is. And, And I just remember seeing so many people who you could tell they used to be somebody. You go over to their house, you see the old pictures, you see the gold chains, you see them with the Cadillac in the car. And then it's like the version of them now, they don't have any teeth in their mouth. You know, they're looking like they're 78 years old. They're only in their 40s. And that put us in a space as children where we were kind of, we have like our own ecosystem. It was like, uh, if you ever saw the movie City of God. Yeah, a great movie, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You had little Z running running the town for a while. And he was like 17, 18. So our OGs in a lot of these cases were our older brothers and older sisters who are like 17, 18, and they need guidance too. Still kids themselves. Yeah. yeah. So Hell, no offense. Anyone under the age of 25 in my mind is still a kid. Yeah. You're still learning. You're still yeah. growing up. You don't just turn 18 and you're like, all right, I'm an adult now. Legally, you're acknowledged as an adult, but that doesn't mean you are one. Facts. So- it's, it's that right there, like just seeing, knowing, okay, come outside, I can't be soft. I'm not going to get picked on. I can't show any signs of weakness. And I always think to myself, like, I also took the the negative of what came with that, too, because I thought everywhere else in the world was like that. So for a while, when I first moved, I was on defense. You know, I wasn't really getting the love that people were giving. So, but I had to learn how to use that to a superpower. And I was like, you know what? I learned, I'm learning to accept love. I've learned to accept love. And also I channel that energy rather, rather than being frustrated or angry. I just love and I grind. I just go, I go. So I always tell the guys, hit the group chat, no matter what time of night, I'm probably in it. Whatever idea you have, I'm like, let's go. Let's, let's see if it makes sense. Let's make some of it and let's go. There's no such thing as a dumb idea with me. I don't know if I can have you guys on the show anymore. I'm tired of you having to check me with my privilege. All right. Thanks for making me see it once again. <laughs> but it's it's awesome to hear, you know, that perspective because it's something that I cannot relate to in any way. But to hear it from you and to know that that's your drive, that's motivation, that's powerful, man. That is yeah, powerful. Appreciate it. So yeah, keep using it. I can see why you're so successful, why you are pushing for others to have success. You want to be that mentor that they deserve. Yes, yes, sir. yes, sir. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, and you've dropped a lot of knowledge on us. You've been very advisable on so many things, but I want to ask you now, is there any advice or something you would like to say to anyone out there looking to do what you do, whether it is to be an executive producer, to be an investor, or just to be a creative person to help write and create music to, to finance filming or to make films? Is there any advice you have? Yes, yes. Think of yourself as an Avenger. <laughs> like, and I, and I say that is, you know, the Avengers, they're their own star in every movie, right? Like, they all have their own franchise. But then they come together and everybody plays off their strength. So get a part of a community. There are way, I can't speak for any other genre. There are way too many rappers. Way too many rappers. I say this right now, and I say it seriously. Me and Dom can rap better than 90% of y'all, but we don't rap. You know, like we we have these super talented guys like Mo. We have these super talented guys like Trail. 
But I'm not saying just abandon being a creative, like see what else you can do. See where the ecosystem needs you. You know what I'm saying? And Humble yourself. Yes. And just stop looking for attention. Like you, somebody might be the best A&R, but like you have the vision, but not the talent to get it off how you see it in your head. Stop wasting that money and go link with the artist who has the talent. Because there are a lot of things that I wanted to say. And I remember when, when I was like, we were like 23, 24. I was like, I told Mo had this, I wrote this hook, Mo really liked it. And it sounded a certain way in my head. And he was like, well, yeah, go lay it down. And when I went in the booth and laid it down and heard it back, it sounded like nothing that was in my head. And, and I was like, how about you go lay it down? And then when he did it, it was like, ah. And right there, I was like, you know what? He's the artist. I can focus on the business. Now I can take all this creativity and channel it in business. So just allow, like, sometimes the ecosystem might need an executive producer. It might need somebody who reads contracts. It might need somebody who who knows what knows the fashion that looks good, who who keeps up with the latest trends, you know? But like, be an Avenger, join the community, don't isolate yourself. Please, as a creative, don't isolate yourself. I love that. Yeah, do not isolate yourself. And there again, that powerful yes. word, community, it's it's so important. Absolutely. It's so important, especially as artists. Get in that artist community. Find other like-minded people and work together, push each other. I love that, man. Please. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate having you on today. This has been an awesome conversation. I'm not surprised. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed working with your whole collaborative team of, of people that you work with, uh, and I hope to have you and Dom back together uh, to talk more about Shock the Culture. But right now, I yeah. want you, even though you've been talking this whole time, I want you to continue putting yourself out there, promote yourself. Where can we find you? Uh, how can we reach out to you? And if anyone's interested in investing, what should they do? Yeah, so... On Instagram, Kirk underscore Rich underscore. On uh, YouTube, at LYMG Elite. At LYMG Elite. Or on YouTube, you'll just see LYMG. But please, if you are creative, if you are not a creative, but you want to learn investing in a safe space and not risk all your money, not get sold some get-rich-quick scheme and really learn the fundamentals of investing and really make money from investing, Join LYMG. Very cool. I like to say it feels like we're at like a, a team cookout or we're at like a family function where we're having our meetings. So uh, we meet three times a week. If you can't make it, the meetings are on replay. You don't have to be in the meetings to make money, but we just do that to keep in touch, just keep people encouraged throughout the week. Because uh, it's a community? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fast growing one. It's awesome. Yes. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, we've even, we have something special. Matter of fact, that's it. So you said uh, to keep you updated with something. I told you I have a lot of, um, we have a lot of musicians in the community. So we have some musicians working on a special project with Trill. Yeah, we help you make real money real time in your real life. So, yeah. Also, your podcast. Uh, how can we find the podcast? Shock the Culture 803 on That's right. 803 is important. I've noticed when I when you look for Shock the Culture on YouTube, make sure you put in the 803. Yes. Shout out to Dom. He's been holding down for the 803 since I've met him. Yeah, Shock the Culture 803. And you can go to um, shocktheculture.gumroad.com. We have stuff. We have services that help artists. Um, Free stuff as well. And then lymg.gumroad.com for all things investing in lymg and send me a message 
if people send me a message, I'm going to give you a great discount just to foster that relationship. That's right. He's not a bot. He does respond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually, I remember when, when Dom first reached out to me, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this a bot? And then I started talking yeah. to him and I was like, oh, it's a real person. This is yeah. happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all through networking. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he is one of, uh, I think three people now who have actually just reached out to me through what I've been doing on my end, just trying to put myself out there. As oh, Mo yeah. said, the hardest thing is putting yourself out there. Yes. So, uh, I really appreciate you coming on today, man. And again, everyone listening, there are links in the show notes, click on it if you're interested. And if you just want to hear some good music, follow these guys, check them out. It's amazing. It's talented. Kirk, thank you so much, man, for coming on today. This thank has you. been awesome. I've learned a lot. I feel better right now, just in general, talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope to see, I, I know I'll see more projects down the road yeah. and maybe we'll get a chance to collaborate in the future as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So just thank you again. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for the time. Questions were great. Conversations flowed. Yeah, and we're dropping. Because it's all about you, Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) We're dropping something every two weeks. So for the rest of the year, you'll get Mo, you'll get Trail, you'll get some white rappers every two weeks. We're going to stay on it. So I love it. Yes. Sir. Awesome. Stay busy. Keep being creative. Absolutely. That's what that's what Kirk's been telling us this whole time. Be creative and stay creative. Absolutely. Learn in your failures. Learn, adapt. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Learn, apply, adapt, as Trell likes to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just thank you, man. This has been great. To the listeners out there, I hope you found some inspiration today. If you didn't, then I just don't think you were listening. But hey, that's okay. Yeah, there'll be another time. <laughs> Uh, Just thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. And until the next time, stay golden. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review and click that subscribe button for new bi-weekly episodes. As always, the theme music is provided by The Erica Page. Follow us on social media at IPA Sessions Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now we have a TikTok and YouTube. All information and links are in the show notes. So show some love and support for these amazing indie artists. And if you'd like to come on and share your journey as an independent artist, reach out to me via email at IPA Sessions Podcast at gmail.com. Till next time, I hope you found some inspirations for practical application and entertainment.